This is your wake-up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning, and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother... We in the... Good morning, Evie. I guess I was by myself. What up, Yee? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Put your headphones on. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? She can't hear me. Great. Two seconds. I'm trying to plug my headphones in. Oh, my goodness. You know, we used to get to work on time, all three of us. Now, not so much. Hey. Hey, Angela Yee. What's up? Usually my headphones are plugged in. I don't know. All right. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. How you feeling? You feel I'm better? Tired. You sound a little no. better. Everybody was telling me you sounded a little sick yesterday. Yeah, I was, I'm still taking medicine. I'm on my daughter's college tour. So yesterday we attended, we went to um, Spelman. Mm-hmm. I love Spelman. That's beautiful. Really, really love Spelman. Shout out to the women of Spelman. Amazing school, amazing campus. Then we went out to uh, Emory College. Mm-hmm. And then we headed over to Clark University. So we went to those three schools yesterday. We toured. Each tour takes about two hours, two, two, I'd say two to three hours. And we're just doing good. Today, we're heading out to Miami. We'll be at uh, University of Miami. Oh. So we'll see how she likes that. So yeah, because I know already. she wants to go to live on Sunday. Ooh. Well, this has nothing His to daughter. do with live on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. You know, let me tell you something. She, If she what? goes to school in Miami, wow. she's going to time of her life. Nah, but I know headliner. Atlanta, too. Atlanta, too. She could go to school in Atlanta. She could go to Magic City. I ban her from all the clubs. That's what you want for your young queen, my G? No, not at all. I'm going to tell all the DJs and ban her from the club. If they see her walk in the club, they got to stop the music. If if they F with me, stop the music, kick her ass out. Uh, What if she wants to DJ? Nope. Oh, so she can't DJ? Be better than your father. She want to be like her daddy. No, 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 no. Why are we talking about me? What you do yesterday? Because you started talking about I'm, you. I'm, 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 I wasn't even in here, and I know you was in here talking about your college tour with your daughter. <laughs> yeah, That's we already know. <laughs> we know. Why are we talking about me? <laughs> I'm sure you started it. Well, let's get the show cracking now. We got Damn, I can't talk about morning. what I did yesterday. Nah, he I just asked you. You ignore me. Nah, he really, he really got him hot thinking about his daughter and live on Sunday. <laughs> well, yesterday Shut was, was a, wealth, a special Wealth Wednesday that I did. It was all women, and it's streaming on my Facebook page if you want to see it but uh we had karen khan there she was the founder she's the founder of ifundwomen.com so it's crowdfunding but it's for all women-owned businesses and it turned into a very interesting discussion about workplace and women and equal pay and why women don't even like to admit if they make more money than their man they said i think something like 70 percent of women will lie when asked about that Mm, because of a man's ego i lie about the money i make that's not the point of what I'm saying. If you're with well, a woman spouse. and she makes more money than you, she'll tell people that you make more money than her, even if that's not true. Why? That's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. Be All right. Well, Will Packer will also be joining us this morning. Yes. Will Packer. What Will got coming out this weekend? Uh, on the ID channel, the Atlanta child murders story. So he has a documentary on that. It's a three-part series, and they go back to back to back on Saturday. Okay. So we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about, you? Uh, yes, we are going to talk about um, ADHD, young people on ADHD, what they're talking about, why it's so dangerous for later on in life. 
All right, we'll get into all that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, uh, let's start talking about ADHD, right? If you give your kids uh, some type of medication for ADHD, which is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. You know that when they say kids are too hyperactive, they say that could actually lead to other risks. Uh, that could, you have the, twice the risk of having psychosis. So they actually tested um, when people took uh, stimulants like amphetamines, like Adderall, you have a higher risk of developing psychosis. So just be careful whenever you give medication. And they said that happens just a, a, even a month after you start taking Adderall. Yeah, but people in the hood been saying that for years because when you're in school and, you know, that's the things they try to diagnose you with ADHD and they try to put you on Adderall and Ritalin and all that stuff like that. Man, my pops would never let them put me on that type of stuff. Right. Yeah, so that, That's been going on for years in the hood. That's why you have to be really careful with They said one out of every 660 young people of the uh, uh, kids that they tested developed an episode of psychosis in the few That's months crazy. after starting on a stimulant. It's so crazy that, you know, the diagnoses that happen when you uh growing up, people don't take serious until later on in life. Like, literally, they would say, nah, don't put them on that Ritalin or that Adderall. Well, they said... Don't make them crazy. They said if you took amphetamines such as Adderall for treatment, you have a higher risk than if you took something like um, Ritalin. That's why crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about uh, the young girl. Remember we told you about Trinity? I'm sorry, I'm a little sick. Trinity Love Jones, she was found murdered in a duffel bag near yeah. L.A. We told you about yep, that yep. young girl whose body was found in that duffel bag. Well, they found out that it was her mom and Come her on, mother's man. boyfriend. They did they it did together it. to kill that child? To quest the gram is the mother's crazy. name. Come on, man. Yes, they were in court yesterday. Her arraignment was postponed until April 16th. Now, oh, let me tell you something. Her boyfriend, Emil Hunt, he also faces that murder charge, and he was convicted of child abuse back in 2005 with great bodily mm-hmm. harm in San Diego County. They're saying he could have a much different sentence if he is convicted in Trinity's killing. And the mother also faces uh, other charges as well. She was arrested previously on... That's crazy. Yes, on other charges, It should too. be like a temp degree level child neglect when you're a mother and you do stuff like that. Well, she was convicted back in 2016 of enticing a minor for prostitution in San Bernardino County. So if convicted, they both face a maximum penalty of life in prison. Oh, she should have never been able to procreate. Ever. My goodness. Should have put, they should have closed that canal. Anything positive here? Uh, let me look through this. No. No, no forget it. It's the news. There's no such thing as positive news, okay? It's all fear Sometimes there's a baby being born. Somebody just got accepted to college. Something positive. Oh, but anyway. You ain't never heard that in your life. Oh, I know, but <laughs> I wanted to hear never, it. Never. I'll look for that for you. But I oh, think with that, that story about Adderall, you know, that story that we just told you about Adderall, that's why it is really something that you have to be cautious of and not just try to put kids on medication right away. It's a good idea to try to change their diet or figure out other things uh, that you could do, have them get more sleep, whatever it is that you have to do, because I feel like that right. is such a last resort. The hood been saying that forever since right. I've been alive. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Or if you want to spread some positivity, phone lines are wide open. The number again is 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Crystal. Hey, Crystal, get it off your chest. Hi, hi. I wanted to just say I love you guys. 
and that y'all just don't know how y'all be blessing me out in these streets because I have been fed up with my husband because he literally helps with nothing when it comes to the kids. But I just realized that all guys are like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope <laughs> not. Well, you know. Uh... no, the same thing that y'all go through, I'm going through with my husband. My husband, he doesn't even know where my son's pajamas at. Like he, it's like he's just there. That's why. That's why what Beto, what Beto O'Rourke said earlier this week was on point. You know, us us, us fathers, we help out sometimes. We try to figure well, it out. Well, y'all got to yeah. step it up in that case. Yeah, it's not fair. Like I it's get up not. and go to work too. Like why? Why you have to call me asking where our son's pajamas are? Like that makes no sense. You know what? We had that discussion. One night. woman sent me a DM and was like, "Sometimes I would love a break." I would love a little yeah, break. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, what? Like, okay. But I'm, it's all guys. It's just, it's not him. It's everybody. It's not everybody, though. Yeah. We actually had a discussion at my Wealth Wednesday yesterday, and one woman was saying that her husband is so great at helping out and that he really is a partner. And she was saying one thing that they do is they always stress that it's a partnership. And it's not, I need help, but it we is. are partners. Uh, it is a partnership. It's not an equal partnership. I mean, it's just not. It's just not. No, it's not. Like it is. Mommies, well, you should work on it. Mommies have. Mommies can do more than daddies can. They just can. You should work on helping. That's out That's the reason more they carry him for nine months. months. It has, no, it has nothing to do with helping out. He can't even go. He can't even go to the doctor with my son. Like my doctor, they have to have me on speaker. It just makes no sense. But hey, I just don't want to make a mistake. Yeah, I don't want to make a decision without you. I don't want to make a mistake. So I got. I keep my wife on speed dial like that too. Hey, baby, where is that? Where that's that? Should I do this? Should I do that? Now, Charlamagne, you, you and I both know if we did it on our own and then made a decision on our own, it'd be worse when it'd we got be home. Worse. But I, I bet How your, could you do I that? I bet your wives would love a couple of days where y'all would take over and they don't have to do everything. I didn't, well, they, they didn't do everything. Yeah. This is about 70%. They talk about, they talk about I go to work, then I come home, I got to take care of him, I got to take care of the kids, hey, and they yeah. just come home and relax. I'm going to tell you what I would really love to do. I would love to breastfeed my five-month-old. I would love to do that, but it's just Try. not possible. I would love to do it. It's just not possible. It looks so comforting. When she cries and the only thing she wants is my wife and wants to, you know, suck on her breast, I would love to do that, but I can't. Well, when your kids get older, a lot of women did hit me up about that and said that they would love for their husbands to be more of a partner. That's all. I mean, a lot of people said that. I don't think yeah. you get it if they're not a father. I am a partner, but my wife runs they everything. They don't get it That's if you're not a mother, I'm sure. My wife runs everything. <laughs> All right, guys. This is not I for mean... us. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? A-M-E, oh, man, wow, wow. It's wow. Wow. Uh, oh, my God. I, I listen to you guys every day. Uh, listen, y'all, man, don't start with me yet. Uh, I, I was calling in reference to, like, the Adderall thing. Uh, my name is Tyquan, I'm 22. I struggled with that a little early because I was diagnosed with ADHD, and it was something that they really, uh, my mother took me to the doctor. And it was just like, it was a litany of drugs that they tried. And Adderall definitely was one of those. And it's not a good feeling. Nah, I mean, I think that's a cop-out. They, they did that to me when I was young, too. When I was young, they tried to say I had ADHD. But really, I was just probably bad and bored in class. That's definitely what it was. Because that, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. All right. Guys, All right. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Evie? What's up, Trav? Hey, you. Hey, Trav. How you doing, bro? 
I'm I'm good, boo. I'm excited to see you next week. Listen, I'm excited to see you next week too. You're gonna be rocking with you, L'Oreal, Gigi McGuire, Stephanie Santiago. Ha ha Davis is our Ha Ha Davis is our special guest for the evening. So is the artist Melly. And we got other a uh, couple of surprises that I'm about to announce too. So that's gonna be the lip service live show at Caroline's on the twenty eighth. <laughs> Listen, what's up, uh, Charlemagne? Off today? No, sis, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad he's off today because I wanted to call and talk about. Um, he's right here. I'm right here, boy. I'm he so, heard you. I'm so, I'm so glad he's not there. Drop one of Cruz bonds for the LeBron James the rap J Cole GQ magazine because my Cover. guy was looking handsome. My guy was looking handsome on the cover. Did y'all see it, Envy and Yee? Yes, I yeah, did. I actually reported it? on it yesterday, and hey, I gave some cliff hey. notes if you didn't read the article. Hey, hey Trav, can I tell you something? Okay. Trav. Yeah, I'm so glad that Envy and Yee, I'm so glad y'all there today. You know, because Charlamagne was there. We know what he would be saying. Yep. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'd be, you know, I, if you know basketball. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be saying that LeBron James not even making the playoff this year. So let him be the LeBron James of rap. Yeah. Go and ahead, this is, Cole. This is, a, this, is a, and this is a positive day. So Envy... You know yes. what? I'm just gonna spread some positivity. Dramos, <laughs> drop on the clues bond for envy because yeah, he has a handsome Puerto Rican. Hey, see? That's a handsome Puerto Rican. And you know what? Puerto Ricans don't like being called Dominicans, so y'all need to leave envy alone. And you know what? Angela Yee, drop on the clues bond for her for being beautiful. I love you too, Yee. Thank you, Trav. I know Charlamagne not there, but fart on him. Please fart on him. Hey, <laughs> you know what I hate? Thanks, thanks, Trav. I, I hate the fact Trav. that Trav calls up here reinforcing stereotypes that gay people know <laughs> nothing about sports. All right, J. What? Cole is the Tim Duncan of rap. Five-time NBA champion, 15-time All-Star, two-time NBA MVP. But if you want him to be the LeBron of rap who's not even making the playoffs this year, sure. What did yeah. J. Cole call himself? I don't know, but Trav said Charlamagne's not here, so let's keep going. We got rumors on the way? Uh, yes, let's talk about Ava DuVernay. Find out what she did that all stemmed from social media that has to do with her keeping her word. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, they did vote to have a portion of the M10 highway in Detroit named after Aretha Franklin. That's the lodge. Okay. Right. So they say that dedicating a portion of that highway is a great way to honor her. She's a cultural icon, a musical icon. She grew up in Detroit, and she learned all her gospel fundamentals at New Bethel Baptist Church. So Ariva, that'd be nice. Aretha Franklin should have highways and institutions uh, in the city named after her. I mean, America always giving uh, highways to racists. And name right. institutions after racists like Scrum Thurman. So why not Aretha Franklin? So the legislation it. still has to go to the Senate, uh, to the state Senate. I'm sure it's going to pass there also. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Ava DuVernay has kept her word. She was on Twitter and somebody was questioning uh, Tevin Campbell's current, rele- current cultural relevancy. Now, she tweeted out rebuking any Tevin Campbell slander from millennials and plotting to write him into an episode of Queen Sugar somehow on general principle. Well, guess what? That did happen. And here is Tevin thanking Ava DuVernay. Okay, I don't know what y'all doing, but I know what I'm doing and where I'm at. I'm on the set of Queen Sugar, baby. And I done had a talk with everybody, all the characters, but this is so exciting for me. And I want to thank DuVernay. Ava DuVernay, she's a doer. She kept her word. I want to thank the cast and the crew for making me feel at home. Dropping the clues bonds with Tevin Campbell. That's a whole That's legend dope. out here in these streets. This is one of those times where social media absolutely works. You can't tell me you don't see the name Tevin Campbell and then go Google Tevin Campbell and listen to Can We Talk or I'm Ready 
are always in my heart and not say to yourself, round man, and round. round and round, and not <laughs> mm-hmm. say to yourself, man, this guy's amazing. Now, do y'all watch Queen Sugar? My wife does. Uh, that is I my show. Don't. You know what made me really get into it? I was watching it on the plane, and you know how the plane will have like a whole series? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so I watched like every episode, and then I went home and actually went on uh, on demand to watch the rest of it. Queen Sugar is an excellent show, so that's dope. Ava put us in an episode one time for our voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so thank you. Drop on the clues, bombs for Queen Ava DuVernay, damn it. All right, now let's discuss Lee Daniels. You know, he's the creator and uh, writer for Empire. And he had to upload an Instagram video to talk about everything with Jesse Smollett. I guess their most recent episode aired, and there were some coincidences that had to do with uh, Jesse's character on the show, and here's what he said. These past couple of weeks have been a freaking roller coaster. Me and my cast have experienced pain and um, anger and um, sadness and frustration and really don't know how to deal with it, you know? Everything has happened, which which you are seeing tonight, prior to um, the incident. Um, And this is not what the show was made for. The show was made to bring America together. What do you mean coincidences? Like, what happened on the show that... I didn't see the episode. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see the episode either. So I don't know exactly what happened, but he did uh, caption it that, you know, he was in his feelings that he forgot to post about... uh, all of that, so, and so, so he's some, finally okay to talk about was it. Was there something that happened on the show that was similar to what happened to Jesse in Chicago, allegedly? We don't know. We didn't see it. Oh, that's what it sounded like he was saying. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's hard for him because that show is his baby, and everybody knows Jesse from Empire, and so you don't right. know what the future of the show is going to be because of these allegations. Remember, just last week they were saying that the show is in jeopardy depending on what happens with Jesse Smollett, potentially. Well, maybe uh, Jesse should have went to the Empire writers and wrote a better script. All right? All right, now, Robert Kraft has filed a motion. He wants to make sure that those police videos of his visits to the spa in Florida, they call it the Rub and Tug Spa, don't get leaked to the public. So he wants to make sure that that is not going to get out of there. (laughs) They said that uh, 14 of the 24 other men have also been charged. Well, 14 of the 24 other men charged with soliciting prostitution also want to make sure that those videos don't get leaked. You don't want people to see that. You don't want people to see that little old penis. I don't want to see those videos right. either, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but how can they leak those? They can't leak those, can they? That bank account may be large, but that penis not. I guarantee you. Oh, they leak it. videos stop all it. the time. You know how many videos we see that we're not supposed to see? True. So he wants to make sure that's protected. You see that woman in there with two little fingers like this? <laughs> two little like what? Is that like, two what? Little like what? Like this. Charlamagne, stop doing that motion. <laughs> my goodness. I could, I oh, my could God. Imagine. He's pointing it toward his mouth. I'm what are you say, doing? Uh, knock it off. Really? I'm just saying, all, 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 all the masseuse needed was two little fingers to give him a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it was. <laughs> all right. Now, let's discuss Tamron Hall. She's talking about her new ABC show. She has an ABC talk show. And she said that when she went to an early meeting to discuss her new show, there were only men in the room. She said, and I had to say, sorry to tell you, but we are going to have a lot of women on staff. Sorry, but I don't want to just talk to you men all day. We need some women in here. So She ain't saying nothing wrong. Yeah, she's absolutely right. And she was at the Rolling Stones Women Shaping the Future brunch yesterday. So congratulations to her. She also revealed that she's pregnant. She's 48 years old. And you guys remember we told you about that earlier in the month. She is mm-hmm. also pregnant. Drop on the clues by the Tamara Hall. She's not saying nothing wrong. If I walk in a room and there's too many white people on something, I say, yo, where the black people at? Is this the truth to the matter? Yeah, it makes sense. you got to have diversity. And for her being a woman, she wants to champion other women it's because... A, it's a woman-led show. How am I going to sit around and bounce 
things off the wall with a bunch of men. You know how sometimes we be in these meetings and they be asking us questions like it'd be like, oh, what do what do twenty year olds listen to? Like I don't know, bring Get some twenty bring some twenty year olds in here. I don't know. Like you need the people that you're talking to in the room. Yes. All right, well I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes. Oh, you know what? Let me try to find a good news story for you because I want to tell you about these JetBlue pilots and what they did, but it's not a good story. Oh, boy. All right, we'll get into that next. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. The Samsung Galaxy S10 is making headlines. After 10 years of the Galaxy, this is definitely the best one yet. The Galaxy S10 is available now, and you can get up to $300 when you trade in your old phone at Samsung.com. It's crazy that they're doing roots on Instagram now. What? What do you mean? Yeah, somebody just left a comment on one of my posts and said, DM me for any kind of spell you want to cast on Oh, somebody sent me that. Oh, that's roots. That. I think that's stupid. just yet another spam message. But the, the, oh, fact that, the fact that Roots and Voodoo is spam messages on Instagram, that's nuts. Right. Can't you just draw a cartoon? My God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My goodness. Let's, please, let's go back to the one. I'd rather, <laughs> just, just keep sending me to do it. You think I got a huge booty post. I'm fine with that. <laughs> my goodness. All right. Well, we are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right. Now, the Powerball jackpot. Nobody won. Nobody won that $550 million jackpot. So now the prize is $625 million, and they are going to have the next drawing on Saturday night. So nobody won. Bang, bang. I was trying to figure out, do you win more often from automatically having the machine pick it, or do you win more if you pick the numbers yourself? That's a good question, because I usually do quick pick. It's, It's hard to pick out all the numbers so many different times. Just quick pick it up. Right, so... I mean, it's just the luck of the draw anyway, so you might as well just do a quick pick. I know, but I'm just wondering statistically, like, how many people mm-hmm. win percentage-wise that pick their own numbers versus when the machine picks it for you. Mm. I mean, that, that shouldn't be too hard to find because it's not like a lot of people win. Yeah, I was trying to look it up right now, so... All right, now, there is a mom on a YouTube show that's very popular, The Fantastic Adventures. Has anybody seen this show? Uh-uh. It has no. more than 250 million views, uh-uh. by the way, no. on YouTube. You know how much money that is? All right, well, the show has seven adopted children as the cast, and they're saying that even though so many people watch it, behind the scenes, it's pretty tough with the kids. They did a welfare check last week, and they said the house was a den of abuse. The mother would withhold food and water for the kids at days at a time, pepper spray them, and force them to take ice baths and lock them in the closet. That's according wow. to a statement of probable cause. They said they are disciplined that way if they don't remember their lines or if they don't participate in the videos like they are directed to do. That's one reason that their mom took them out of school so that they can keep filming their series, and they mentioned they have not been in school for years as well. So they did arrest the mother, Michelle Hobson, on two counts of molestation of a child, seven counts of child abuse, five counts of child neglect, and five counts of unlawful imprisonment. Now, please, don't, don't don't let your kids drop out of school to be YouTube video stars. My God, man. Right, don't abuse those kids. Yeah, no, don't abuse them. That's the most important thing. Don't abuse them. I mean, definitely that too, but Jesus Christ, like, why are these kids not in school? To be YouTube stars? All right, now, a pair of JetBlue pilots are in trouble. They allegedly raped two female airline workers during a layover in Puerto Rico. And one of those women ended up getting an STD, according to these charges. The incident occurred in San Juan. It happened on May 9th. The crew members uh, met on the beach. They met the female airline workers on the beach, and then they gave the women some beer. The beer was laced with a drug. And after that, they said the rest of the night was a blur for the women. Wow. The women, of course, are only identified as Jane Doe 1 and Jane Doe 2. 
Doe 2. And there was also a third crew member who ended up back at the hotel. Now, one of the women says that she was raped and uh, he was on top of her and the, she feels like the beer was laced with something. And after the assault, they said uh, one of the flight officers, Eric Johnson, said, thank you for making my fantasy come true. Now, the second Jesus. woman became sick from the drugs and vomited a number of times as well. Do so. they have to attach my favorite airline to this story? Couldn't they just say airline workers? Well, no, it was definitely JetBlue airline workers. So those are flight wow. officers Eric Johnson and Dan Watson. All right. in jail now, right? Yes, the okay. women are suing for at least $75,000 each in damages. What are they suing? Uh, they're suing, I guess, the men that raped them. Oh, okay. Oh, personally. Yeah. They said they reported the rape to JetBlue, but that no action was ever taken against the pilots, and one of them got HPV from the incident. Mm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Great, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very you much for that front page news. I know, that's what I was waiting for. Ain't nobody, ain't none of us win. Right, you so you still have a chance. At least. Jesus Christ. You still have a chance. That's the positive news. You have a chance to win. Great. Thanks. All right. Now, when we come back, Will Packer will be joining us. So we'll keep it with Will Packer. Yeah, yes, that is. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Will Packer. So that means uh, yet another project. Yeah, man. What is it? TV don't say today. It like that. Don't TV sigh. today. Movies just, today. Come on, man. Just you know, don't, don't hold I'm, me down. I'm excited Charlie, for man. you. Just you know, yes. you know, you and me both, brother. You know, you and I, we don't we don't sit around and get bored. You know. Listen, my key is still working in Hollywood. As long as my go. key's still working, I'm coming in the door. Well, I got this, something different this, this time. This one is a docu series. It is. Yeah, my first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're on it too, which I was like, I never, you know, see Will Packer <laughs> in that position. Only, only as so. What it is, it's a documentary about the Atlanta child murders. Mm. A lot of people do not know this. So um, about 40 years ago, late 70s, early 80s, the first black mayor had been elected in Atlanta, Maynard Jackson. And we were coming out of like a lot of the craziness of the civil rights movement and segregation. and, and, And that had ended. And we were at this very progressive time. And black children started dying. Mm. They were getting kidnapped and murdered in Atlanta. And ultimately, 23 black kids were killed, six young adults who were like, you know, 18 and older, and one kid was missing that was never found. So there were 30 people who were killed during this time of the Atlanta child murders. It's literally one of the greatest tragedies that and saddest tragedies that this country has ever faced. And a lot of people don't know about it. It's one of those things that um, has been swept under the rug in some respects. There are people listening to me like now, like, wait, what? They killed, you know, all these black kids in Atlanta? Yes, they did. In Atlanta, there's this dark secret of this time. What year was this? This was, it started, the first killing was the summer of 1979. The first, first kidnapping. Um, and then it went until 1981. It went on for about two years, man. Because people were like, yo, is this like, is there a serial killer? Like, who's mm-hmm. killing black and kids? And they did and arrest somebody for it. They did. They arrested a guy named Wayne Williams who's in jail now, who actually is up for parole in October. So the timing of this is is really apropos. But he was never convicted of killing the kids, Angela. That's what a lot of people don't know. Mm. What happened was they caught him. They convicted him of killing two grown men around that same time. Once they arrested Wayne Williams, the murder stopped. And they put them all on him. And they put everything on him. They said, you know what? He must have done them all. And they closed the cases. Mm -hmm. And so you have these families. Imagine, like, the unfathomable of a parent losing a child. Like, you can't even imagine that, right? But what happened was... 
these families never got to see anybody held accountable mm-hmm. for these murders. Right. And so a lot of these families never saw closure. So we did a whole documentary. And it goes in depth. Like, it's real. It goes into what happened, why it happened, how it happened. And also the conspiracy theories, because a lot of people to this day don't believe one person committed all these murders. They think it was the Ku Klux Klan. A lot Some of people, people think the Klan. The Klan Some people think that. there was government involvement. Some people think there was a, a ring of pedophiles. And and honestly, there are um, there's evidence that could support each one of those theories. And, and we go into it. What's crazy is that the police department was not even really, well, not every police officer, but they weren't really trying to investigate too deep into these murders. These were poor black kids, man. These were kids who were from the hood, who were missing, and the cops were like, you know, he might have ran away from home. She might have ran away from home. You know, they'll turn up, and, and they never turned up. And then they found the bodies, mm-hmm. right? And it took to get into the <laughs> teens, right? It was like on child number 16 or 17 before this made national news. Then it became a thing where if you were black and you grew up in the South, you heard about this. You mm-hmm. heard about, like, do you know where your kids are? Like, I remember my parents saying, yo, this is why you don't let the streetlights catch you out. You know what I mean? You better be home. This is why you come straight home from school. This is why you do what we tell you to do, because they will kill you. We didn't know who they was. It was like this boogeyman, but it was real. Like this seems so dark for you, Will. It's different, man. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. And yeah. it's heartbreaking. Kevin Hart ain't in this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. But I tried to put him on the voiceover. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't sound right. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's heartbreaking seeing the moms have to talk about what happened. In a strange way, though, it was uh, some closure for them. And that's something that we heard from the families because they never got a chance to tell their stories on a national platform. And like I said, if you can imagine something horrible happening to your family and nobody's held accountable. They convicted somebody who they think were doing other murders during that time and said, listen, after he got arrested, the killing stopped. We're going to put it all on him. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of people that said, well, yeah, the killing stopped because it was convenient for them to stop because let's just say if it was the Klan or whoever else was doing it, now they all hid behind this one Mm -hmm. scapegoat. Now, you working on this documentary, who do you think did it or what theory do you think is the strongest? I don't think, I think it's implausible that one person did all of them. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Um, I definitely think that Wayne Williams was um, was a disturbed person. You know, he maintains his innocence to this day and has never stopped maintaining his innocence. Uh, but I think that it was just the convenience of the situation for enforcement to put them all on him. So I don't think it was all on him. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you one good thing that's come out of it is that... Um, the the mayor of Atlanta is um, announcing that yeah Atlanta got a mayor named Keisha <laughs> and I was at her um, her state of the city address and we I talked to her about this and she was like Will I grew up during this time I was a kid during that time and so she's put together a committee they're going to do some type of a memorial to the victims of the Atlanta child murder. Now, how do you know these people you're interviewing for this documentary like aren't revising history like they may be too old to remember. Details correctly. You know, part of of doing a doc, and this was my first time going into it, and when you watch it, you'll see, and it it airs this weekend on on Investigation Discovery, we actually go really in-depth with the research. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to put a team of researchers together. We went and pulled uh, file footage, archival footage. Um, You know, we found the footage where they're pulling bodies out of rivers. Like, it's, it's, um, some of it is graphic. Mm -hmm. Um, You find a lot of people to talk about it so that you're able to, back up what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have not just the family members. We also have people from law enforcement, also have people from, from politics. And we get the good and the bad, right. right? Black and white. It wasn't just like, you know, you know, all these white people that said, oh, forget these black kids. No, you had a lot of black people going, hey, man, we need this to go away. You know, this is not something we want to talk about or be known for. And then you, you did know? have some white police officers that also were... Went 
above and beyond. You absolutely, if, if it were not for um, some of the white investigators involved with this case, it wouldn't have been pushed as far along as it has. And we really? have some interviews. Absolutely. You had you had some white people that went against their superiors who said, listen, like, stop spending so much time on this. And you had some white investigators that said, no, I will put my job on the line because this is not right and these kids deserve justice. Was it that some of the families didn't want to talk about it again? Some of them don't, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know what else is, and this is the reality, It's um, there's complexities to a story like this, right? Everybody... Um, didn't uh, come out of this okay, right? right? So you know it's a tragedy. You know there's a great loss and a great mourning. But the reality is that, and we touch on this in the doc, there's some parents that were never the same again. Got lost to drugs, crime. Like, they could not overcome the loss of their child in this way. And so there were some families that were ripped apart. There's some very, you know, sad stories of what happened out here. All right, we got more with Will Packer. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Will Packer. Now, Charlemagne, you had a streak of number ones. How many number ones you got? A million? No, ten. Ten. I got ten. <laughs> what men want came out and debuted at number two. It did. But yes. It's made like over fifty million dollars at the box office so far. Sixty. Sixty. Yeah. Okay. So right. what do you- whatever. I mean, yeah, I don't know who. I don't know who keeps track of these things. But if we're gonna spew numbers, let's just get them right. Let's get them right. right. So what do you care about more, the number ones or the box office? Audience reaction. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, you know, there's some movies out there that 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 people absolutely love that didn't do much in the box office, mm-hmm. right? And there's some movies that, you know, might have made some money that people trash. I just, I care about the people. I make it for for audiences. I don't make them for the critics. I don't make them for, like, the number ones, you know. I make them for audience reaction. I just want people to have a good time. I'm in a position where I can make content. That's what I do, man. Mm-hmm. I make content. It's easy to say that, though, when you have uh, m- movies that are doing 100 million plus. Yeah, but you what know, it takes to get here. Yeah. I can say that now, but, yeah. I mean, I was delivering newspapers out of college. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, I was, I was, you know, I had an engineering degree out of FAMU, and this is the part of the story that, that people, you know, may not know because you're right. It's like, oh, look at the, all the money he's made in the movies. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. Well, I graduated from FAMU, engineering degree, and said, I'm going to chase this green, and nobody in Hollywood gave a damn, right? And so in the in-between time while I was trying to get my first movie off the ground, which was Twa. Uh, mm-hmm. Starring Kenya Moore and Gary Dorton, uh, a little small. I actually saw that movie. I, like I, saw that. That I did see that movie. Remember Twelve? Twelve was a ghetto classic, man. That was one of the Pandora Box movies, right? Exactly. It was, like a, it was before Pandora's Box. Do you remember Pandora's yeah, Box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like a soft core. Pandora's Box technically was Twa too. <laughs> gotcha. I take gotcha, soft core. Gotcha. I'll own that. It was a very I'll sexy movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Before Fifty Shades of Grey, Will Packer was out here putting Kenya Moore legs in the air. Yeah. But you know what? Before, like, while I was even making that movie, I was delivering the Atlanta Journal-Constitution out of the back of a Honda Civic. I had to get up at 3 a.m. every morning and deliver newspapers till 6 a.m., and then I had the whole rest of my day so I could chase the film hustle. What sparked that first dream? Like, you, you say you were delivering newspapers. Like, did you look at the movie section one day and say, this is what I wanted to do? Nah, man, it was when I was, at, I was in college. I mm-hmm. was in college, and that's why I always tell people, pay attention to the people around you and get inspiration from them. Like, they're always trying to be like, yo, if I could get to Charlemagne, if I could get to Angela Yee or Will Packer, like, well, wait a minute, who's in your sphere? Right. So in my sphere was a brother from Philly named Rob Hardy who wanted to be a film director. I didn't have that dream. He wanted to be the next Spike Lee. And so I helped him make a tiny movie while we were still at FAMU. That movie was called Chocolate City. I helped him get the financing, hire the actors, and ultimately self-distribute it because we couldn't get distribution. You know so about the Black Magic it. Mike? 
No, no, this is a different one. This oh, is before okay. that. Right, no, right. This was a tiny movie. Yeah, this is, we made this, no, no, this ain't that. We made this a 20 grand down in Tallahassee, Florida. Got you, got you. Yeah. I thought you were going to say in college you had a menage a trois, and then you said, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a movie called wow. Trois. Definitely wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Not going to do that. Not, nope. But where's Rob Hardy now? He's, he's still in the industry. Okay. Yeah, he's he is one of the top uh, episodic television directors. Mm -hmm. And all that started just as, you know, two brothers with a dream in college mm -hmm. working with each other. We couldn't get anybody from Hollywood to return our calls. He had the Hollywood dream. I helped him to make it. I was actually going to go to Penn mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to be in business. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I was actually said, I said, I'm going to get my engineering degree because I got a scholarship in engineering. Then I'm going to go to University of Pennsylvania, go to Wharton and I'll be this business guy, mm -hmm. right? And along the way, we made this movie and made a little bit of money with it. And I said, yo, this is my entrepreneurial endeavor. Right. Like, let me go and try to do this. So I, I stumbled into it. You I never was it. like the film guy. You know, that's interesting. I tell kids all the time, like when we go and talk at schools, they'll ask me, well, I want to do this, but I don't have any help. How do I have access? How can I start, you know, I want to do TV. I want to be on air. And I'm like, listen, look at the people around you at school. Maybe there's somebody that wants to be a camera person. Maybe there's somebody that wants to edit somebody who wants to direct you guys should all hook up with each That's other great advice and make it happen that Absolutely. way because you can use your school resources yes. and not even have to come out of pocket listen to angela Yee, boys and girls that is the rest of the advice is probably trash but that right there <laughs> is really good advice maybe no. you had a menage a trois in college and you can make a movie out of it <laughs> no but you're right on point absolutely like who around you you know what i mean and why can't you guys together put together a little you know podcast or right. web series or whatever you know how many times have you told your staff that newspaper story? <laughs> how, many, how many times have they heard it? How many times have you Shayla, had to, how many times, how many times is that a story them? that I tell? <laughs> is that really? Shayla says I tell it. I got my chief of staff, Shayla's Shayla Cowan, like, in the building. All she, right. she rolling her eyes like she born in here. You know how it is. The ones closest to you don't appreciate you, Charlotte, man. Shayla, you, know you had it saying? so easy. They I had to deliver papers out of There's my There's somebody out there right now that needed to hear my story. Exactly. And they acting like it's the first time. Okay? Somebody out there delivering newspapers right now. You know like, what I'm saying? My team take me for granted. I'm not thinking about them. <laughs> no, it's true story though, man. Now we live in this era, right? Now I, I was like, you know, you may go on business with someone, and then like old tweets, old statements pop mm. up. What is your What is your vetting process like now? With actors, I don't, I don't have that. I don't mm. do, you know, I'm I'm hiring you on your merits, on your worth, on what you're bringing to the table today. So I have no idea what somebody I may hire has done. If I'm hiring somebody and it's in a particular area, like, for instance, if it's a documentary and I'm hiring you and the documentary is about a specific area, then, you know, I feel like I have a responsibility to make sure I know who that person is that I'm getting involved with. Right. Them, right. Um, but other than that, you know, honestly, I'm out there and I'm trying to make good content. And it is, listen, it's possible. We don't know. And I can't go and check everybody, nor do I want to. Unless, again, it's within a specific area where it may hurt your credibility mm -hmm. with that particular project. So what else does uh, Will Packer have on the table? Because we have this coming out, the Atlanta Child Murders. Yeah. On the ID channel. Yeah, ID channel this Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, new movie, Little, drops uh, April 12th. Body switch comedy. That's with Marseille, Issa, and and um and Regina Hall. That's a remake of Big, right? It, well, it's not a remake, but it's in the same vein. Gotcha. You know, it's it's that genre of movie, body switch comedy. Regina like wakes a up Friday. and she's trapped. Yep, yeah, <laughs> she's trapped in the body. Marseille. It's hilarious, yo. When I tell you this movie is funny, it's good. I got a new show uh, with Robin Givens dropping this summer really? called Ambitions. Yes. And it is uh it's on OWN. It's mm -hmm. a new show on uh, on Oprah's Network. So I'm dropping that this summer. Um, and you just, you know, photograph the love story will be out next Valentine's Day. I'm not going to stop. I got a digital show called Power Star Live on Twitter. 
that's on right now, you know, another stuff will announce soon. You can see why you and Kevin Hart are friends. <laughs> Listen, Jesus Christ. It's just, I mean, again, we don't know when it's about to end, Charlamagne. I think we just, we run like we still broke and still hungry. You know what I mean? Kevin is a bully, and he'll call me out of the blue. What you doing? I, I just got off a plane, man. I'm, I'm over here about to grab something to eat, and then I'm going, oh, so you ain't doing shit. No. That's what you, so you so you bought, so you don't want this, Will Packer. That's what you're telling me. Oh, okay. So you slacking. I'd be like, man, I just hey, hey, I'm on it. Yeah, I All have right? to eat it. I'm some here point. on the set of Jumanji right now, about to do my podcast and then go work out. I'd be like, all right, you know what? You're right. Him, uh, Michael Strahan, and Steve Harvey. Those are three people that uh that we all kind of check in with each other and like nobody, it's like the who's busiest contest. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, really, it's just about taking advantage of the opportunities that are out there. When's Atlanta from there? Atlanta Child Murders? This weekend. This Saturday. Yep. Mm -hmm. This Saturday on Investigation Discovery. Yep. So it's a docu. How many parts is it? Is it six parts? It's three. Oh, three it's parts. It's three, but, and they're going to run consecutively. Oh, okay. So, so we get to see the whole thing Saturday. You get Saturday. to see the whole thing Saturday night. Yep. Buckle up. Get in there. You know, it's, it's going to make you think. It's going to make you feel. Um, but it's about time that this story is told. And um, people don't know it, man. Tune in. Check this out. This is an important story. My man Will Pack about to get some people locked up this weekend. <laughs> Very deserving, though. Appreciate sure, you, family. There's going to be a lot of phone calls to the police on Monday. There you go. That's right. My man Will Pack is the Breakfast Club. It's that auntie and uncle music right here. Oh, my goodness. Haven't heard Morning, this in everybody. a long time. It's hey. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Tell the kids Club. what Good they morning. just heard. Tell the kids what that record was, man. Ready or not to fool you. Hey. That was a throwback. Get your uncles and aunties grooving on this fine Thursday morning. <laughs> hey. All right. Well, all right. right now. That's our era. Tell now, you, you got rumors on the way. What are we talking about in the rumors, G? Well, let's talk about Wendy Williams a little bit oh, and God. why uh, her husband won't leave her. Clearly, he's moved on into a whole other relationship. Uh, how can you say these things? Do you have proof? Well, there's pictures of him. <laughs> Vacationing, but we'll tell you Vacationing what. Vacationing with who? According to the Daily Mail, is going on and why he won't leave her. Uh, I'm sure mm -mm. you can guess those reasons. You got me on the edge of my seat, yeah. I'm now let me ask you a question. Report. As long as you're let not sitting on the edge of someone's lap. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? now, ye, ye. You know what I was thinking, ye? You shouldn't think. I don't think you should think. Wait. Well, I don't feel like you should think. Something tells me you shouldn't think. Who introduced Wendy Williams' husband to Wendy Williams' mistress? I Wendy Williams got a mistress? Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> Wendy Williams' husband's mistress. Wow. Not just tell so him that's not to think? what this is all about. There's a twist to this didn't story. Didn't I just tell him not to think? <laughs> right. I just told him that. Hey, hey, hey. I want to know who introduced you know Wendy what? While Williams' husband. You know what? you're on this college tour, to Wendy Williams' <laughs> husband's mistress. Who introduced the two? I'm curious. It's got to be somebody from South Carolina. Because isn't the mistress you from South so? Carolina? Maybe they were darker before. Now they're a little lighter now. <laughs> is the mistress from South Carolina? Yeah. Sharina. Oh, yeah. Are you absolutely. familiar with her? Yeah. Do you know her? Yeah. Are there pictures of you two online as well? Yeah. Is she a really? friend of yours? Used to be. Why aren't y'all friends anymore? Um, I don't know. I might tell you. Just that. asking. Did, did you <laughs> introduce him? I'm just, I'm just curious. Did you, gotta you introduce him? You got to ask Kevin Hunter why we're not friends no more. He, he knows. Huh. Ask him. If y'all catch him in the street, ask him. Oh, All right. So you did book. introduce them, I'm assuming, because you're I the one that knew her. You're the one from South Carolina. That's true. It ain't rumor report yet. All right, rumor just... when we come back. Oh. Rumors when we come back don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm my lap. <laughs> <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, yes, let's dig more into this Daily Mail expose on Wendy Williams. It's their exclusive and Kevin Hunter. Now, according to the Daily Mail, they're saying that Kevin Hunter is in love with his mistress, Sharina, but he told them he can't leave his wife, Wendy, because the only reason he's with her is they can't take care of themselves. They need her money. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. Charlamagne, you introduced them. You should know. Well, listen, just because you did introduce them, just because I introduce you to someone doesn't mean ten years later, you know, you you need to be in a picture with them showing all your teeth and her throwing up duck lips in a peace sign. That has nothing to do with me. So wait, when you introduced them, was it with the intention of her being? No, I was just a hey, meet Sharina. That's all. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. And they just whatever happened happened. Yeah, ten years later, you know, you on vacation throwing up duck clips with them in a pizza. Now Sharina has given Kevin My several goodness. ultimatums over the years, and <gasps> he's had to point out we can't afford to take care of ourselves. Oh my God! Shocker. You want to hear some inside scoop? I heard. Tell me. From, from a wait, source? Wait, who? Cite your sources. It was somebody that used to work with Wendy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, maybe I shouldn't do this. because Do it. Source. Do it. Um, but anyway, she is living in a very nice apartment, and he pays for that. And he also got her a studio in Midtown. He's been helping her with her businesses. He put her through school to be a massage therapist. He opened a kiosk she got hands? for her at the mall in North Carolina. And he also helped her set up a jewelry and clothing line online. It's called Vish, V-I-S-H. But none of those businesses Vish. worked out. What the hell does Vish stand for? I don't know. You say allegedly. Fish say allegedly, v? just in case. Where are you getting all this It's all from the Daily Mail. Okay. Oh, okay. I just told y'all, this is all from the Daily Mail. All right, so there's pictures of them in bed together. There's pictures of them on the beach, on a double sunbed, on vacation Jeez. together. According to these reports... Uh, He would also bring her on vacation. Even when he was with Wendy, he would also fly her out as well. (gasps) No. To where? Miami. Where else? I don't know. You tell us. (laughs) This guy right here. You tell (laughs) us. Where else? Where else? I've seen a couple things. Now, I wonder... Tell me more. <laughs> I wonder if it's the, all coming back to me now. Tell me more. I oh wonder if goodness. the mistress has ever confronted Wendy or showed up to the show. What you mean? Like pulled up like this yeah. Miss, this Miss Hunter like, need to talk to the other Miss Hunter type stuff? Because I what heard that happened. Uh, I heard really? Sharina, who is the alleged mistress, pulled up to the mm. Win- to Wendy's show at times Ooh. in the past and said, what, Charlemagne again? Because I know you heard the same story. Yeah, I'm, I'm going off your sources. I didn't even say it. You said it. Well, sauce I'm saying. <laughs> what they say? I don't know, man. All I know is this is sad. This and Mrs. I, Hunter wants to talk to the other I, I, Mrs. Hunter. And, yeah, and I'm I clutching my pearls. I can't. This is crazy. I can't wait to hear the lie Wendy Williams makes up the cover for this one. She may say it's photoshopped. Okay. She may. Okay. I've never seen him look that happy in a picture with Wendy, though. I want to throw that How out. you get this, all this information? No, I've seen a picture where they look the really happy. Mail? She's throwing up her middle finger. I guess that's not a happy picture. No, that wasn't a happy picture. <laughs> no, it's not a happy picture. When you're on the beach, when you're on the beach with all your teeth showing and your, your your side wife is throwing up duck peace signs with duck lips, that's love. All right? I wonder, I wonder though, if uh, if Kelvin Hunter is smart enough to know. Kelvin? Kevin. Kelvin, whatever. I wonder if he's smart enough to know uh, <laughs> Sharina Hudson, a.k.a. Nikki, is probably the person who sent those pictures to the Daily Mail. Yeah, because where, where else where would else those pictures would they get come that from? Picture? Come on, I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, who would get these that. pictures? I haven't seen them anywhere. So. You, can't, you can't be this stupid, That's guy. what it's looking like. Poor man, just sucking the life out of Wendy Williams. None of this will end well, by the way. 
All right. Now, let's talk about this show. Gee, Charlemagne. The View. There's a new book coming out on April 2nd. It's called Ladies Who Punch, the explosive inside story of The View. And this book is going to have a lot of information from some of the former co-hosts about what they went through with Jenny McCarthy. They actually have an excerpt that was obtained by Vulture about what she said. She said it was the most miserable I've been on a job in my 25 years of show business. She said, imagine a woman like Barbara Walters. It's her last year, and she doesn't want to leave. Think about that, and I'm the new bitch there. What? Who the hell said that? Jenny McCarthy. Who said that? Jenny, who is that? You don't know Jenny McCarthy? Mm-mm. She was one of the hosts on The View, and the book is all about The View. Okay. All right, so uh, she said that her pop culture expertise didn't jibe well with Walters, who once asked Jenny McCarthy, who is Katy Perry? She said she was told on the show, we can't do pop culture anymore because she doesn't know who the people are. So they wanted her to do more politics. And she said she doesn't know a lot about politics. So that was really different for her. She also said that they would make her change her clothes before going on air. She said she would go to work crying and couldn't be herself. She said, my fans were telling me, where's Jenny? They aren't letting you be you. She also said she's never seen a woman yell like that before until I worked with Barbara Walters. And that there was tension between Barbara Walters and Whoopi Goldberg because Whoopi Goldberg wanted that moderated position since everyone knew Barbara Walters was about to exit. In that same book, by the way, former co-host Rosie O'Donnell reveals that she was sexually abused by her father as well. She said it started very young. And when my mother died, it sort of ended in a weird way because then he was with these five children to take care of. And she said, on the whole, it's not something I like to talk about. And uh, she felt completely powerless and stuck. So what am I missing? Did all the former hosts of you write a book? There's a book coming out. They didn't write it, but he interviewed these women about their experiences working on The View. Sherry so, Shepard got she get, I didn't see it. It comes out April 2nd. These are the excerpts mm. that I've seen so far. Okay. So, right. yes. So if you're interested in what went on behind the scenes, they said it's very explosive. All right, Kodak Black. Let's talk about him because he was on his Instagram Live. That's really how he communicates with everybody. And he talked about all kinds of things and the perception of art and what he wants his legacy to be. I'm the hardest rapper in the game, I promise. Like, now you talk about me, like you should put me in a category of like Paul, Big, Nas, them niggas, like you feel me? Like really listen to my shit. I don't care about how I act like on the ground, like you feel me? Drop on the clues, Mons from Kodak Black. Let me ask y'all a question. How else, yes. is, how else is that young man supposed to feel about him as a rapper? Is he supposed Every to Every rapper's supposed to feel that way. Say, I'm just okay. I'm all right. No, you're supposed to say, I'm that dude. Put me up there with these legends. Now, can you be wrong about that? Absolutely. Well, it's also a matter of opinion. It is, but is Kodak Black wrong about that? Absolutely. But should he feel like that? He should feel that way, yes. Absolutely. He should. Absolutely. And I like Kodak's music, by the way. I think Kodak Black be snapping. All right. That's just my personal opinion. And he still has a long career ahead of him. Well, that's to be determined, too. Why you say that? I mean, you know, sometimes the things that you do uh, outside of the studio can affect whether or not you have a long career. Should he have a long career? Yes. He potentially does. What he says, he don't even like old heads. So what you going to well, do when you become an old Well, he wants to be up there with those legacies as well, though. Well, but we'll see. I'm sure he'll have a great career. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, I need Alan Maloney to come to the front of the congregation. Do you remember who Alan Maloney is? Who's Alan no. Maloney? Who's that? Alan Maloney is the referee who made that young man, uh, I think his name was Andrew Johnson, cut if his I'm hair? not mistaken. Cut his uh, hair. Cut his dreads. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it after the hour. Who are you All right, that happens next. All right, that happens next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey at a date. You get donkey at a date. You get donkey at a date. You are a donkey.
of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. Bro. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment yeah. of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose, they chose you. you. The breakfast club. It's you. Who's donkey of the day today? Listen, uh, that's, you know, that's Ed Sheeran, too, by the way. Did Ed you know Sheeran. that? Fun fact. Uh, donkey of the day for Thursday, March 21st goes to a man named Alan Maloney. Now, you may not know who Alan Maloney is, but let me remind you. Do you remember the young brother, Andrew Johnson? Uh, remember back in December when the high school wrestler was forced to cut his dreads by a high school referee? Remember they said uh, Andrew Johnson's hair length violated the rules and made him cut his dreadlocks? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Or he would have to forfeit the match? You still don't remember yep. that? Uh, let's refresh your memory by going to CBS Weekend News. High school wrestler Andrew Johnson stood silently as his dreadlocks were cut seconds before his match in New Jersey. Referee Alan Maloney apparently ordered him to chop his hair or forfeit. Johnson chose the cut. The rules state if an athlete's hair is longer than their ears, it must be contained. In 2016, Maloney was investigated for hurling a racial epithet at a black official. The case was later dropped. The New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association released a statement saying that they are working to determine the exact nature of the incident and whether an infraction occurred and is recommending that the referee in question not be assigned to any event until this matter has been reviewed. Well before a wrestling match begins, a skin and nail check is required of every athlete to prevent violations. Johnson apparently passed that stage but wasn't told there was a problem until he was about to step onto the mat Elaine, he was given 90 seconds to make that decision. Well, uh, Alan Maloney was the referee of that match. He's the one who made the call to have the young man cut his dreadlocks. Uh, according to Alan Mahoney, he gave Andrew time to get a hair covering. Andrew didn't have one. So in accordance with the New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association, he provided the wrestler with the time to correct the deficiency, a.k.a. get a haircut. Gave him 90 seconds. Now, everybody in this room has seen this video, right? Right? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay, let me ask a question. Who looked like the victim in this video? Of course, the young man who had to cut his hair. Absolutely. Who looked like they were wronged in this video? The young man who had to cut his hair. The young man had to cut his dreads, yeah. When you saw this video, a lot of us said to ourselves, man, I wish I was there. I wish I was this man's relative or friend so I could intervene and say, good brother, you don't have to do this. I wish I worked at the school so I could have been like, "Uh, absolutely not. Yeah, don't let this bald white man make you cut your crown, young king. Mm -hmm. All right? Alan Maloney was jealous and envious of this black man's dreadlocks because Alan got the bald head with the hair on the sides. You know, if you type in, like, bald old man on your smartphone, that emoji that comes up, that's what Alan looked like. Alan got the kind of bald head that looks like a Halloween wig. Like, only people in life who ever made the bald head with the hair on the sides look fly were black men. Okay, George Jefferson and homie the clown. That's a fact. All right, do your Googles if you're too young to get the references. I don't have time to explain. Now, this young man, Andrew Johnson... Passed the hair and nail test before the match, which means he was good to go. But for whatever reason, Alan Maloney, who, according to HighSchoolSportsNJ.com, was once reported for using a racial slur at another official, decided that this young brother had to relinquish his crown. Now, after hearing all that, if I said to you, someone in this situation is filing a lawsuit, suing for emotional distress, who would you think I was talking about? The young man the young who was man. forced to cut his hair? Come on, Yeah, now. the young man with the dress. Come on, now. This is America. All right, in America, the entitled, privileged people in positions of power always want to play the victim, not the actual victims. All right, Alan Maloney, the referee, has begun the process of filing a lawsuit, what? claiming that he suffered emotional distress 
and defamation of character. He says he has suffered $100,000 in damages and has not officiated a match since March 6th. Let me tell you something. Uh, that is the epitome of privilege and entitlement in America. How dare people criticize me because I did something wrong, right? All I did was tell a Negro what to do, all right? Even though what I told him to do was wrong, what happened to the good old days when we demeaned and disrespected Negroes and nobody said anything? Let me tell you something, Alan Maloney. Uh, if your resume consists of you calling another referee the N-word two years ago and making a black man cut his dreadlocks 90 seconds before a match for no reason, the only person defaming your character is you. Right? Nobody can call you racist if you're not doing things that, be con that can be considered racist. Nobody causing you emotional distress. You're stressing yourself out. Please let Kathy Griffin handle my white work. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. All right. Is that a case that should even be accepted? He got some nerve. Like, Absolutely should, like, not. That should even be accepted. You got no. <laughs> All right. Jesus. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next, Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, get on the phone right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Ye, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Ask Ye time. 800-585-1051. Hello. Who's this? Hey, it's JR from Brooklyn. How y'all doing? Brooklyn. What's up, bro? What's your question for Ye? Well, I try to find out, man. I'm a faithful dude, and my girl, like, for the first time last week, I ate a Buddha. And, um... Okay. She, I want. I just want to have a threesome. You know, she want me to eat a Buddha, I want to have a threesome. You and just said you faithful. I guess he wants to, them to do it together and for her to agree I, to yeah, it. Yeah, we want. I want to experience something different. She want to experience something different, and I want to experience something different. So, okay, all I right. Don't know. It's not working out right now. So she doesn't want to have a threesome. Nah. Okay, well then leave it alone. If she's not with it, she's not with it. You can't. You should never pressure your partner to do something that they don't want to do. I ain't want to eat no booty. Well, you did. You did it. Did you enjoy it? It was all right. I mean. I don't know if I'm going to do it again, but it was right. all right. But, you know, I think that threesomes also involve a whole nother person. And for some people, that's a difficult thing, and they don't want to do that. Listen, if my boyfriend asked me to have a threesome, I'm going to tell him, no, I'm not doing that. And it, you don't want to make her feel uncomfortable because that could go terribly wrong, and it could ruin your entire relationship if you try to talk her into doing something that she's not comfortable with. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you. You'll be okay, right? You'll still be faithful without a threesome. I'm going to try to be. Why don't you tell her to dress up, put on a wig, do something different? All right, I'm going to take your advice. I appreciate you. Okay. Why don't you let her wear a scrap on? Shut up. Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going down, player. <laughs> it ain't supposed to go down. It's supposed the, to go up. Charlamagne talking about spicing up his life. <laughs> Things he's tried before. He's doing a little shimmy right. to it, okay? Oh, you were, thank you, bro. You grown, ain't you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, bro. Why is this thought of having something in your butt make guys laugh? 800 1051 Just the thought. We got David on the line. David, what's up? What's going on, brother? How y'all doing? We good. What's your question for you, bro? Man, listen. My son is five years old. I take him to school every morning, and I kiss him on the lips before I, before I leave. And I had another father recently tell me that I should stop kissing my son on the lips because that's gay. So my question for you is, do you see anything wrong with that? Because I know me personally, my father kissed me and took me to school every day until until I felt like that, until you are. Yeah. I'm professional for my friends. but You already know, David, Is do you think that's gay? I sure don't. Okay, so then it's not. Like, come on now, that's ridiculous. Is your, does your son have a problem with it? He doesn't. Okay, don't worry about what other people say. That's how you raise your son. Now, when your son says, all right, Dad, enough. 
that's when you're like, okay, you know, just give him a hug and a kiss on the cheek if that's what he wants. <laughs> but as long as your son is fine with it and you're fine with it and you know what it is, that shouldn't matter. That's your child. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I think you, you got to tell the other parent, man, he got to relax. He should never even be weighing in on what you're doing with your son. That's so innocent. Yeah, because what I thought of with the, uh, it made me think of what DL said. Either some people were touched um, the wrong way, showing affection the wrong way, or not showing, hold on, what you say? He said, either showing enough affection or showing, not showing enough affection. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that so all right, good, David. Have fun, and um, I love that you take your son to school every morning, and I'm sure he loves that, too. Thank you. All right. Envy, have you ever kissed your sons on the lips? Yeah, I used to kiss. I used to kiss my son on lips. Yeah, that's... I used to kiss my daughters on lips. That wasn't gay. That's ridiculous. Nah, I don't I kiss... I, I kiss all... I kiss everybody on the lips, man. I, 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 I don't think my... Maddie, da- I kiss Logie. You oh, kiss your dad on... You kiss your dad on the lips? Everybody in No. You kiss Charlamagne no, on the lips? Envy everybody? <laughs> I call my uh, brother. I call my brother's son because he shine like one. You all yellow. Charlamagne kissed me on the lips one time. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Finally, all some right. truth is being told. All right. He, he did. Okay. True. True. How did it go? How did it go? Envy, don't all stop right. there. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. You want to go there? Let's go there. <laughs> This guy plays too much. This guy's crazy, yo. He's really oh, gay. Oh, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. You just said you talking about you kiss me on the lips. Now I said you kiss me on the lips. Now inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> All right, well don't move. We got more ASCII when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's ASCII time. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Hello, who's this? Fred. Hello. Hey, Fred. Fred. Hey, what's going on? You sound depressed. What's your question for you, bro? Uh, hey, depressed. I'm a little bit tired. I'm on my way to go and get an oil change and stuff. So I'm basically like looking for a little bit of relationship advice. So I've been single for like five years now. Okay. And now I see all this stuff on social media about how women, they want this type of guy. They want the nice guy, this, that, and the other. So been doing all that stuff, even though i never been that type of guy to like have numerous amounts of women on my team with them. You know, I do the little just because gifts and okay. uh, take them out and whatever, but it seems to get me nowhere. Where are so you I'm meeting these women? Them. I meet them everywhere. I done met them at uh, my classes, at work, outside of work. At clubs, I meet them everywhere. So you're saying you're going out, taking these women on dates, buying them gifts, but they're not trying to be with you? I mean, like, if some of them be like, you know, I want this, that, and the other. They were like, yeah, I want the same thing that you want. And then when I show them that I'm serious, then, like, two, three months later, it's like, you know what, you're a nice guy and all, but I'm not ready for a relationship or just, Damn. like... You think it's because you're too... You think it's... Real- you think you're too nice? I mean, I try not to be too nice. Like, I try to put on a little tough guy acting all this. Here's the problem is what it seems like to me, Fred. It seems like you keep on trying to do things instead of being who you really are. First, no you confidence. told me that you're trying to be the guy that you think women want because of what you see on Instagram. Then you tell me that you're trying not to be too nice and you try to be this. Who are you really? I mean, like, like I said, like, I've never been the guy that always that needed two, three different amounts of females. You know, right. I always was always good with just one. Be you yourself, know? bro. Like, I, but, I, but you know, Fred. And you should, you should never. You should never disrespect <laughs> women. But I will say, thing. I will say this, Fred. 
when you're not in a relationship with somebody and you're dating and you're trying to find somebody, there's nothing wrong with dating more than one person at a time. Not that you have different women, multiple women, but until you figure out who you want to be in an exclusive relationship with and that person wants to be with you exclusively, you should make sure that you keep your options open. And just be honest, Fred. I mean, I've, I've done that too. Have All you ever right. tried? On, have you ever tried online dating also? Christian Mingle. Shut up. Okay. You did Christian Mingle. And like, I, and I know I'm not an ugly guy. I'm well, like, that, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. That could be part of it, bro. You you sound like you nobody's type, and the truth to the matter <laughs> oh is, maybe just maybe, maybe <laughs> just maybe you're gay, and maybe your soulmate what? is really a man. What? 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 So maybe, maybe your soulmate Hold is really on, a guy. Hold on, stop. Charlamagne, Charlamagne, need to go with that bullcrap because, like, I've been listening to y'all re- like steady since uh. Soldier Boy, you know, and Charlotte, man, you can say some real funny stuff, brother. And now, Fred, I want to say this, too. Fred, I want you because it yeah. seems like you really want to be in a relationship, and maybe you are scaring women off by being too eager. Okay. You know, because it feels like well, every person to you might kind of be the one, but why does she want to be with me? You got to just chill a little bit, okay? Feel uh-huh. things out. Sometimes it's scary when guys want to move too quickly, too fast. Uh-huh. And it feels like you might be a little bit too, okay, what are we doing? Are we in a relationship? I'm doing these nice things for you. Do nice things because you want to do them. Don't do them because you think that's what you're supposed to do because that's what women want. Do it because you feel it from your heart. And also, don't be too eager. Take your time. There's no rush. Fred, you're so man. All right. I mean, you know, I just, I get a satisfied dog get something type of advice to shoot people I hang with they don't give me no good advice and Fred just be happy that you're a good man one day somebody's gonna be extremely happy to be with you but just remember you're valuable too you don't have to chase after anybody when somebody is ready to be loved the way that you're going to love them and make sure these women are worthy of your love as well don't just be with somebody to be with somebody because you said you've been single for five years and you're probably thinking damn it's been too long I want to have a girl don't do it just because you feel pressured I mean, I mean, that's almost feel like what it is, cause I'm like, damn. Fred, I'm give out your Instagram. Maybe some nice ladies want to hit you up. Freddie underscore three six. Okay. Okay. All right. Fred, Hold on, Fred. Right. Fred looking for a male for his soul. When he Shut really up. should be uh-huh. looking for a male's hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ask Yee. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. You got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, we are going to talk about Will Smith and his bucket list. We'll tell you what's on there. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. Uh, Jordan Peele is feeling the heat of those negative reviews, huh? And he's already... He's been getting negative reviews? He's spilling the beans on us. Let's talk about it. I didn't know that. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Jordan Peele talked to Yahoo Entertainment at the L.A. Press Day for the movie Us, and he answered some questions about double meanings. Check it out. I wanted to provide enough answers to satisfy and fascinate, but mm-hmm. also give people's imagination runway to, you know, sort of take them into their nightmares. Mm-hmm. I think of anything I do is, is going to be first and foremost to entertain, but by way of that, spark conversation. Uh, yeah, here's what he has to say about even the movie's title. What can you say about the title? Is there a double meeting there? Us? U.S. as in America? There's a double meaning 
to everything. Yeah, I mean, look, this movie's about duality, and there's no choice that I'm not trying to layer. The state of this country inspired me. Um, we're, we're a country that uh, is afraid of the outsider, um, whether it's within our borders or outside of our borders. And, you know, I think when we fail to point our finger inward, we're capable of re really messing up in big ways. I caught that. I caught that us uh, was was a uh, another double meaning for the United States. I told y'all that yesterday. I mean, the whole movie is about classism and how America treats the poor and disenfranchised, and and eventually the poor and oppressed will revolt in America if if America doesn't do right by the marginalized and oppressed. Yeah, and part of it is also about the borders and the uh, president, your president Donald Trump, trying to ban travelers from Muslim countries and build that wall and all of that. I'm so, not gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't catch that part. I caught when you know Lupita was saying that they were. Well, you know what? I don't are know all Americans? Well, yeah, but she was saying they were a government experiment. Never mind. Anyway, I will also say the reason they look alike is because that is to tell you that could be you. You could easily be one of the less fortunate when you see the poor, see yourself in them because it could be you. That's another thing I took from the movie. Uh, I thought the hello, movie was great, Hello, that was given too much. People haven't seen it well, yet. Well, if Jordan already talking, why should no, not talk? you're not I, Jordan. It's I, his movie. I was trying to be Let cool. Let him talk about it. I think Jordan needs to shut up, too. I think he needs to shut How up. going to tell him what he needs to do for his own because movie? Because I think he might be worrying about opening week numbers. <laughs> opening weekend numbers and he's seeing people react and it's mixed reviews but let everyone see it let everyone talk about it and we discuss next week I thought it was a great movie I loved it alright now let's talk about Will Smith have you been watching his Facebook watch show well in episode 4 of Will Smith's bucket list he is actually going to do his first ever half marathon and here's what happens. I will train for three weeks, and I will complete the half marathon in under two hours and ten minutes. <laughs> in what world? In what year? <laughs> in my deepest honesty with myself, I really am not sure I can run 13 miles. Yeah, that's a lot. 13 miles in under two, what do you say, two hours? Will Smith ain't got nothing else to do. Look, he's trying to... Ain't they shooting bad boys two, three or something? He's trying to get things off his bucket list. That's all. A lot of You're things Will that... Smith. <laughs> I want to be Will Smith sometimes. That's on my bucket list. All right, he I scratch that off. With. He also talked about drinking. See if you can handle this. I lived most of my adult life and career in shape. Being this far out of shape is kind of a little bit new for me. I didn't. I didn't drink for over a decade during my rise as a movie star. I was like wildly disciplined. So. Even something as simple as taking my shirt off while I'm out of shape. Like, this for me now, allowing myself to be seen less, less than optimally is new. That's not impressive unless he was an alcoholic. Wait, he was sober. he's impressed 10 years with not a drink at all? But what about cocaine? That is a long time. What about heroin? He didn't say anything about I'm that. I'm just saying. Are you trying to say Will Smith got cocaine know. and heroin and he needs no, to stop? No, I'm just saying. You, I need to scratch everything off the list. Don't just say He probably alcohol. never took heroin. Or cocaine. I've definitely gone 10 years without cocaine or heroin. I've never used either one in my life. I've gone 40. <laughs> That's a lie. You used cocaine. Well, I smoked it in a blunt one. Okay. Well, that accident. wasn't 40 years ago. Well, by accident. I didn't choose it. So do how it. long have you been clean? Uh, let me see when I smoked that. Let me think that. What year was that? I don't remember. I was a teenager, though. Oh, okay. That was yeah. when you ended up on someone's lap. No. <laughs> that was when I ended up on somebody's lap. I mean, <laughs> Hey fam, Coca-Cola just came out with a brand new flavor. Yeah, you heard that right. They've now got Orange Vanilla Coke and Orange Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar. Head to your closest retailer and try Orange Vanilla Coke and Orange Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar today. I'm Angela Yee and that's your rumor report. Oh, you took a Coke? That was a great Coke segue. <laughs> that was a Coke segue. <laughs> Drop on the clues bomb for that. It was a Coke segue. It was a Coke segue. It was great. 
What else? That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and congratulations to YG, by the way. He's having a second baby, him and his lady, Caitlin Sparks. They're having a, another baby girl. So congratulations to them. Salute to YG. Yes. Yeah, having a little baby. Yeah. You don't even got to change the first letter of that one. Baby is baby. When baby you're blood, baby. you can say baby. Okay, yes. good. Well, he's having a baby. Uh, thank you, Revolt, for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow, maybe. And what's coming up next? Envy's People's Choice Mix? Yes, Envy is going to be Envy still be lying, acting like he here? I mean, clearly he's not doing a real, it's not really a choice today. Does so. he talk on these? I don't listen. He might. He might be like, what's up, fam? Wow. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Hey, fam. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Will Packer for joining us. Yes. Make sure you guys check out the ID channel on Saturday so you can watch his documentary series on the Atlanta Child Murders. All right. And also, shout out to everybody I've been running into. Of course, I'm on my daughter's college tour. Started at Georgetown, Howard, Hampton, Old Dominion. And yesterday, we did Clark Atlanta University. That's it, right, Yee? Yes, Clark Atlanta University. Uh, we also stopped by Spelman, and we also did Emory. So today, we fly out to Miami to see our university in Miami and a couple other Florida schools. So... Uh, we just seeing what she likes, what she enjoys, man. There, I'm tired. Any, any place she already likes? Um, she really loves uh, Hampton University, of course. Of course. Um, she really loves Emory. She really loves Spelman. Those are the three that she really, really enjoyed and really, really enjoyed their classes and and some of the majors that she can take and then campuses. So we'll see. Word. Okay, that's really nice. And I want to shout out all my ladies from Wealth Wednesday that showed up yesterday. If you guys want to catch that, it is streaming live on my Facebook. Well, not live, but it is on my Facebook page. But there was a lot of solutions offered. You know, I love when we have conversations about solutions. And there were women on the panel that have to deal with juggling family life as well as uh, work life. And they're very successful. So they talk about how they made it happen. And they'll give you different tips on how you can make it happen, too, if you have uh, a problem. Because it is a balance. Absolutely. All and, right. Oh, well, we'll, and one more person I want to shout out. My realtor that sold me my house in Brooklyn was there, Sarah Golan. And I just want to shout out to Sarah. She's actually getting the Brownstoner Award for being like the top broker in Brooklyn. Oh, so a brown noser? Brownstoner. It's a website brown that people oh, use. Oh, Brownstoner. Yeah, brown what the hell? Yeah, so she's a great, great, great realtor. She's my favorite realtor that I've ever met. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But I just want to congratulate her for getting her award. Congrats to her. All right, now when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note for the people? Yeah, man. My positive note is simply this, man. Uh, always remember karma, okay? It's no need for revenge. Just sit back and wait. Those who hurt you will eventually screw up themselves. And if you're lucky, God will let you watch. <laughs> Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?